fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. Welcome to another episode of Moms in Real Estate. Today, we have a remarkable guest who embodies resilience and dedication in both her real estate career and in motherhood. Join us in welcoming Paige Lewin, a seasoned real estate coach and top agent based out of California with 24 years of experience. Stay tuned for an inspiring conversation on turning challenges into victories in both real estate and in life with Paige. Hey, Paige, how are you doing? I'm good, Kristen. How are you? I'm doing good now. I'm so happy it's Thursday and I'm in studio. It's one of my favorite days of the week. So oh, I bet. I bet. I can't wait to dive in with our audience with your story. You have a great history in real estate and you've had some crazy things thrown at you over the last couple of years. So why don't we just get started? You know, 24 years in real estate. Tell us a little bit about your journey in this industry. Well, I mean, I pretty much was was birthed into the real estate business. Um, my dad's a real estate developer. He builds shopping centers. My brother's in property management. I've got family in uh, appraisal and land acquisition. So literally, I grew up, I was probably brought to the hospital, home from the hospital in like CAD drawings for all I know. <laughs> so uh, I chose, I, you know, it's funny, I never wanted to be in real estate ever, ever, ever. It was like, I saw how hard my dad worked and was like, I'm not doing this. No mm -hmm. way. And lo and behold, right out of college, my first job was in a real estate office and uh, <laughs> actually in the commercial sector. So, and I realized, you know, this isn't so bad. And I spent 15 years in commercial, had my own uh, commercial company managing uh, retail properties. Uh, in 2019, my dad decided to liquidate and I was managing mostly his stuff. So he was in his eighties, he's like, we're liquidating. So I started to dabble in residential and just crushed it just, I mean, within a year or so, top producer, the whole thing, and just kind of started that route. And uh, here we are today. Yeah. And we'll dive into all kinds of stuff in a minute, but I kind of want to go back. So I hear this all the time from people where their parents are in real estate and they never wanted to, or I have a question for you. Your daughter, does she say she never wants to be in real estate? very young age she will, will drive by properties and she goes hey mom is that zero lot line i'm like yes sweetheart that's zero lot line and uh so i mean she knows the terminology she understands it and she wants nothing to do with it yeah i'm telling so you it's so total oxygen yeah yeah that is so funny so did you like being in com what do you like better commercial or residential you know it yeah it depends on the day yeah I mean, when, I mean, when, when the pandemic hit and we were all so busy, we could hardly, you know, keep our pants on, mm -hmm. loved it. I like being busy. I'm a type A, give me more, give me more. And when things started to get slow, I miss being in, in commercial because I like solving problems. Uh, I, I mean, dealing with, with retail tenants, you're dealing with the big boys. I was dealing with the Starbucks and the Walgreens and, you know, the big, the big time. So it was still very personal. I got to really get to know a lot of really cool people. 
And when I was, when I do residential, I do a lot of luxury. So it's kind of the same classification of people. So maybe that's what it is that I love about it. But yeah. I also love Excel spreadsheets. I love, I, I mean, I'm, I'm crazy that way. We have this thing in commercial, it's called uh, cam billing, where you're billing out every month and year to your tenants. I love doing cam bills. People are like, you're nuts. You are nuts. That sounds terrible. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love Excel spreadsheets. So it's, it's you know weird. what, it's, I hate Excel spreadsheets. However, I do find like this like comfort when there's a beautiful like spreadsheet that has all the information and it's organized. Oh, I'm yeah. just like. But, but the, the whole idea of like creating one or knowing the formulas and one, I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. <laughs> well, it's so colorful and pretty kind of like when you do marketing in Canva, you know, yeah. it's colorful and pretty. So <laughs> it's true. Oh my gosh. You should yeah. see my Excel spreadsheets. I just made for my retreat. They have like 17 colors on them. <laughs> I had to make it fun. Um, okay. So you had like a major curveball happen over the last few years. What was that? I did. So uh, January of 2020, uh, my whole world exploded and my husband and I decided to get a divorce. So I uh, did not know pandemic was coming, obviously. So my daughter, she was, I think she was about 12 at the time. She and I moved out, moved in with family, and then the pandemic hit. Mm. So I am, I am now upside down. Uh, and here in California, we were put on the non-essential list. So mm-hmm. I can't work, can't call clients, can't do anything have really no place to live, living with family, homeschooling my daughter, trying to figure it out. And it was just, so that was, that was first, first trauma. You take first trauma and dealing with a very, very, very public and very, very uh, traumatic divorce. And then moving into a couple of years of of really, of a lot of good stuff. You know, we bought our, our, I bought my first house with my daughter, you know, all really, really good stuff. And then come November, actually, well, December of 2022. And uh, went in for a um, routine OBGYN appointment and the nurse practitioner, she's like, you know, your mother had breast cancer, your sister had breast cancer, let's get you in for an MRI and uh, a mammogram together, create a really solid baseline. I'm like, no problem, not Mm -hmm. not an issue. So I had that in uh, November, December of last year. Come January, results come back and they found something in my left breast. And they're like, you know, we need to do a more more detailed MRI. And I was like, not a problem. Well, the left breast was just as a benign tumor, but what they found was stage one lung cancer in my right lung. And uh, thank God for the MRI. Yeah, uh, so thank God for March, that lady. Right? I know she's my guardian angel. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I, they put me in for a PET scan. I lit up like a Christmas tree. And so in March, I had to completely shut down working 100%. And I was put in the hospital and they removed the top quarter of my right lung. Uh, I was in the hospital about a week. Uh, they got it all. So no radiation, no no chemo, nothing like that. But I had to relearn how to breathe. I had to relearn how to talk and breathe at the same time. And then relearn how to talk, work out, and breathe like a normal human What does being. it feel like when you get out? Like, so how... Walk me through that because that just okay. seems so crazy. Yeah. So when they went in, there were there were two different types <clears throat> of uh, surgeries they could have done. It was either a lobectomy or a wedge resection. Now the wedge resection would have just taken a small little like pie piece from where they were. Uh, actually, I take that back. Let me back up a bit. So they they did a little pathology while I was under. They took a little piece out and sent it to pathology, and pathology said, okay we can't do the wedge. We're finding a little bit extra down here. So 
the, the human lung, you have five, uh, five compartments. You have three on the left and two on the right. They removed my entire top compartment of my, of my right lung. Um, they did it orthoscopically, which is crazy. So I have five, uh, five, uh, cuts in my back and I had a chest tube that was about that big out of my back for about a week, which was more painful than the actual having the lung removed. So the crazy thing is though, I was asking the doctor, I'm like, okay, am I going to have like a vacancy in my chest for the rest of my life? Do I need to have like a for rent sign tattooed here or whatever? Yeah. And he was like, believe it or not, the lung portion here and the lung portion down here move into the area and they take over the space. Wow. Yeah. Our bodies are so crazy. Expand. Yeah. It's totally crazy. But for about six or eight weeks, I actually, when I take a deep breath, I felt air going through the vacant area. Ooh. It was, it was creepy. It was kind of like, you know, when you're pregnant and your kid has the hiccups. Oh yeah. Uh feeling. Uh That's what it felt like in my chest. Wow. That's cool. Not cool, but kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, just the whole, the whole, like the whole idea of how that must have felt and like just what you just went through is just crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, between the trauma from the divorce and then having this happen, it was like literally, it was like God opening the clouds, slapping me in the face, and He was like, "Your why is changing. Mm. Everything about your life is changing." Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, I've I've spent months refocusing myself. My why totally changed. I am getting out of uh, a lot of sales, moving into more, into more more coaching role in real estate because I am just you know every, the why changed. You yeah, know, the health of the family are the most important things right now. Yeah, they really are, and it's crazy that it like sometimes it hits us in the face like that, right? Where we're like we didn't even expect that to happen all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. we talk about pivoting all the time on this show because we pivot so many different times in our lives and in our businesses, and so. It's just so crazy how everyone's story is so different. And one of the like really great takeaways from, you know, when you do have something crazy happen is that we are able to pivot and reinvent ourselves. And I think that that is such a good thing. Um, I mean, and this is also fresh for you. So like your, your why's changing and now you're like, okay, I'm not going to be the top producing agent right now. Like I want to go help other people be the top producing agent. So you've really like stepped into the role of a leader in our industry and you're going to be like helping newer agents and tell us more about that. Yeah. So, you know, I guess the hardest thing is with all of it is, and I know that a lot of people, a lot of women in our business feel this, there's this feeling of you have to produce, you Mm -hmm. have to take care of your kids, you have to take care of the dog, you have to take care of the family, but you have to produce and God forbid you take an extra 30 minutes in the shower to yourself because (laughs) we're not allowed to do that. Yeah. And I think moving from the top producer role into a coaching role, I'm really having, I'm actually having fun explaining to new agents, specifically women. I'm like, you don't have to do it all. You really don't. Mm -hmm. And it's there. I mean, coming into this business in the, in the type of of, uh, scenario we're in right now with the way our market looks, they think that they have to do it all to even make a dent. And I'm like, girl, you don't, you need to take time for you. Well, we talk about that a ton right now. And it's just that, you know, it, there's so much pressure and sometimes we're just like in the mix of it. We don't even know we're in this hustle culture. I mean, I was in it for eight years before I realized it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't like this. 
I don't want to just like grind, grind, grind and see my relationships that actually are important to me, like start to disintegrate. Right. And so I think it's so important for people like us that have been in the industry for a long time to be able to tell new people in the industry that and to help people that are in the industry that are feeling that burnout. And I can't tell you how many top, top producing women that I have talked to just this week alone. We're on Thursday. Um, I've probably talked to four high producing women this week that literally told me I do not want to sell real estate anymore. Oh yeah. No, the, the thought of the thought of selling a home right now makes my stomach turn. Hi, it's Barbara with your tax coach and we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. This is Barbara with your tax coach. One of my favorite tax tips is called a 1031 exchange. It's where you have an investment property and you sell it for a gain. You can take that gain and put it into a new investment property and pay nothing in taxes. For more info, follow us on Instagram at yourtaxcoach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com. It's common right now. Like it's, it's hard because it was hard from 2020 until the market shift. It was just a different kind of hard, right? Now we're, yeah, it was a different kind of hard. It's like, you know, you're, you're busting your butt to get your clients offers accepted and all the things that were going on, just everybody was buying at that time. And, um, and then all of a sudden now the market shifts and we're like, it's a whole other kind of grind and it's just, it's tiring. It's very tiring. It's tiring. And I think those of us that have been doing it long enough, I mean, the term burnout is, it's a real thing. It's, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, I had a pretty serious burnout. I was literally in the minute, middle of a listing appointment and I almost started to cry oh. and I was like, okay, I need to get out of here. So I could tell she wasn't really into listing right now. And I was like, great, let's back it up. We'll revisit in about two weeks. I got in my car and I burst into tears and I called my, my coach and I was like, what just happened? She goes, you're having burnout. Mm-hmm. You need to, I mean, I literally almost said to her, to this woman, I don't give a flying beep mm-hmm. if you hire me or not. I don't care. And I was like, okay. And I think so many women in, I mean, even now going through what we went through the, I mean, everybody's got this mindset change going on right now. And it's like, what is, what do the next 10 years look like in real estate? Yeah. Do we really want to, do we want, do we want to do this? Yeah. Do we want to foster that hustle culture or do we want to pivot and create these really healthy environments? And I'm, I'm yeah. seeing so many people that are creating those healthy environments and it's really cool because I'm aligning with all these women all over the United States through this show that are doing it. So I love, 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 love that. So yeah. what are you doing like specifically, um, you know, maybe give me like some examples of how you're avoiding that and how you're teaching new agents how to create businesses to avoid that. You know, I think the top things that I'm doing and I've been doing these for years is uh, I journal a lot. Mm-hmm. And in my journaling, I try to journal at least every morning. Uh, and in there, I try to do at least five, like three or four gratitudes. I mean, even if the gratitude, if it's been, it's been a crappy night and the gratitude is, I just made an amazing cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. That right there, it's, and it's, it's like, so I really, I, I teach my clients like focusing on the gratitudes. It's kind of cool. My, my clients right now, I'm having them do uh, their top 100. And it's not easy. I said, I want you to write down 100 things that you want to accomplish next year, whatever it is. Yeah. It can be in business. It can be personal. It can be anything. And most people are like, okay, that's so easy. By about number 35, yeah. they're going, I got nothing else. And I said, okay, then really yeah, get smaller. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want to buy 
three new pairs of jeans. That's how small I want you to make it. Mm -hmm. Because then every six weeks or so, they look at it and they go, oh my God, I can cross that off. I did that. I did that. Mm -hmm. So we're working on the top 100 things, which I just love doing it. I did it for the first time last year. I saw it on a, on a TikTok and I was like, that's kind of cool. I need to try that. And I mean, obviously my whole year got exploded. So a lot of mine didn't get done, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a really cool exercise to keep people focused on what's important. Yeah. So we do that. And then I also, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book, Jesus Calling. Mm -mm. I read Jesus Calling every day and it's just a little in touch with uh, my religious side and it just keeps me grounded. Oh, so. that's cool. So it's like a little bit that you read every day. Yeah. Oh, and then at the end of the day, a great martini always helps. So. Ooh, what kind of martini? I'm a, I'm a dirty martini girl. It's the I only mean, kind of martinis martini. I like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like them. So there's this place here in Arizona. If you're in Arizona, you got to check it out. It's called Pesto's Pizza. And mm -hmm. it's in like a industrial complex. Like you look and you're like, whatever. But it's this like family owned Italian restaurant. And they make this martini called a hot and dirty. Oh, wow. And it's a dirty martini with red pepper flakes and a pepperoncini mixed in with the blue cheese olives. Oh, my gosh. That's it's so amazing. good. I bring well, people from out of town there all the time. They love it. In Arizona, have you ever been to the Mission? Oh, yeah. Love it. Oh, the avocado margarita. Mm. I'm sorry. You, if you haven't had the avocado margarita, you got to have one. I have not. And that oh sounds so oh, gross. It is. Yeah, you <laughs> think, oh, my God. It is. And it's actually, it's not even, it's actually uh, shaken. So okay. it's amazing. Okay. It's I'm going to have to go. I yeah. love the mission. Yeah. yeah. So good. great. <laughs> sounds like you need to come to Arizona and we're going to go get margaritas and, and martinis. I think, well, I do. Well, I mean, I went to Arizona State. So, yeah, I need to go back to my stomping grounds. Oh, Yes. Awesome. I would say go Sun Devils. I was like, I went there, but I was like the most like uncollege kid ever. I didn't do any of the college stuff. Yeah, I was too. I mean, yeah, I was in a sorority, but that was about as far as it went. So I didn't really get too involved. Oh my so. gosh. Okay. So I am so happy that you shared um, some of your journey with us. If somebody is looking to, do you coach people all over the United States? Do you do it specifically do. in California? Okay. I do. I mean, obviously my niche is going to be, you know, new agents, mm -hmm. um, or, you know, even, even women that are just, you know, they've, I just actually started coaching a woman. She's been in it about three or four years, but she doesn't know what she's doing. Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm really coaching women, uh, on, uh, processes and getting their SOPs standardized and just getting everything lined up. Yeah. And then obviously helping them through their, their first deal or two. So absolutely all, I mean, I'm coaching anybody that wants that wants the help. So. Yeah. And so, um, if anybody wants to follow you on, on Instagram, what's your Instagram handle? It's just at Paige Lewin. So first, last name, easy peasy. Yeah, that is easy. Okay. And then, um, I have another question for you. If you yeah. were to, uh, go in business with another female, um, mm -hmm. somebody famous, who would it be? You know, and I apologize to all anybody that's going to be watching this. Cause I don't like this person. Okay. Like, I do not like her at all but i think her business sense is absolutely i know who amazing. you're gonna say go ahead kim kardashian oh i knew it i was gonna oh. say i was like it's either her or it's chris yes. jenner one of the two yeah no i think kim kardashian i mean i think that do i do i approve of, of how she got into the business absolutely not do i approve of the things that she does and how she raises her kids no but her business sense and so her brain, mm -hmm. she is she is eloquent and she is, she's on it. Yeah. She's got it. I totally agree. I always say yeah. like they're, they are some of the smartest business people ever. Yes, they are. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. 
No, thank you so much for having me. I hope, I mean, I just hope this helps, you know, I just want to help one or two people. That's it. So you're going to do much more than one or two people. I hope so. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Great. Thanks, Kristen. I appreciate it. Hi, it's Kim and Whitney from Real Social Agent, and we love helping real estate professionals create social media content that helps them grow their business. If you're a real estate professional looking to save time and create more effective content, we're about to make your life so much better. You're amazing at what you do, and we're here to make sure everyone else knows that. From social media coaching to custom content creation, our job is to make you shine. Follow us on Instagram at Real Social Agent or download our free Reels 101 library at the link in the show notes. Thanks, friend, for listening to the podcast. We love having you in our community. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review or share it with a friend. Also, we'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Go follow us at Moms in Real Estate.